少年ジャンプス Oh my god, welcome back to Shonen Chumps, the only anime podcast on the gosh darn internet. That features the three of us. As always, I'm Brennan. I'm Sean. I'm Dylan. And if you didn't know what we do here, we watch anime and then we hang out and talk about it. This week, Our episode is on Beastars. All right. As always, you can uh, reach us at shonenchumps at gmail.com or on Twitter at shonenchumps. You can listen to us on Apple, iTunes, Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, blah, blah, blah. Everything besides title. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Okay, guys, let's start off with... uh, our sentence, our one sentence. Dylan, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, okay. The premise might give you pause, but this has a lot of heart, and I think it might be the best new anime that we've watched thus far on Shonen Jumps. Period. Nice. Uh, Brennan? Okay, uh, I've, I've thought about my sentence because there's a lot of ways this could go, but here it is. My sentence is, this is one of the most compelling narratives on identity, self-hatred, and uh, politics of existence. And it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever watched and oh my god, does that rabbit have tits? <laughs> oh god. That's my sentence. That's what I got. That's what oh, I got. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was wondering who was gonna say it. <laughs> I knew one of us had to say it. <laughs> okay, sorry, Sean. Go ahead. Uh my sentence is pretty simple. It's just a uh, this show is deeper than I thought it would be and deeper than I thought it would be. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. Huh. Yowza, okay, so yowza, <laughs> <laughs> what did it, what did you guys know about the show before we started watching? I'll start. One of our fans, our lovely lovely fans emailed us about it and told us to watch the show, told us it wasn't just for um for furries. And I'm like, hey, I'll give it a chance. And they also said that I specifically would like it or aspects of it. And they were right. Nice. Yeah. Shout out Sophie. Yeah. I guess I don't know about you guys. Well, like Brennan, because Sean just said his, but I hadn't heard of it until uh, our fan Sophie's email. So uh, everything I knew about this show is, in fact, due to her. And so I need the exact same information that that Sean did. Nice. 
Um, as for me, it was recommended to me by a friend of mine, but the way they sold it to me made it seem extremely unappealing. <laughs> um, yeah, like when is it was airing in the winter. A, is your friend a furry, Brennan? <laughs> My friend is not a furry, <laughs> okay. and I mean, like, more power to the furries. Go get them, guys. But, like, uh, the way uh, this person sold it to me did not hit the mark at all. And also, I saw um, clips of it when people were, like, really talking about it in the winter when it was airing, and it was in 3D, and I am generally not a fan of uh, 3D anime, but... Yeah, it it didn't it didn't seem like my thing at all, but I decided to give it a shot and was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, uh, I also want to say that um, I'm a huge fan of uh, BoJack Horseman. I think like BoJack is actually one of my favorite shows uh, of all time, and so uh, just hearing that this was like an anthropomorphic uh, show and kind of exploring um, like you know, themes of, like, human traits and stuff like that and, like, kind of, like, how the characters behave kind of according to what animal they are. That, like, I was already, like, really excited about that. I was, like, willing to, even if it was for furries, I was down to check it out, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I had to check it out based off the recommendation for me um, being told that I would love the opening of the show, like the opening theme song, which I absolutely do because it's amazing. Dude, um, dude I gotta say, this is this is the best opening of an anime since like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it totally got rid of any sadness I might have had from like watching a 3D anime. They just <laughs> they nailed it. Right, that's so interesting because like guys, I didn't really um, kind of like even remember or like about like the mention that it was 3d animation so i wasn't even kind of remotely concerned about that so it's really interesting that both of you were kind of a bit uh apprehensive because like i thought this looked great and i mean i think you guys did too i'm just saying like i didn't really even actively think about the 3d as uh as a negative yeah it's like I don't know. I've I've seen it used like th I've seen obviously I've seen 3D used well as like an mm -hmm. insert in other animes. Like certain environments or like certain assets will be 3D or animated in 3D and it looks fine and it blends well. But it was this was one of those things where the whole thing is in 3D and I was a little bit apprehensive and like initially like when I started watching I was uh, not. 100% sold on it because it was kind of choppy here and there and like uh, some of the actual literal animations of the characters were a bit more stiff I found but mm -hmm. um, you forget about that pretty quickly and it does a good job of like translating a lot of two like typically 2D animations into a 3D space and having it work um, mm -hmm. and I, I actually thought that like in certain cases it did a better job of selling uh like body language of some of these characters like you see lots of little quirks and stuff that i i imagine were made so much easier to insert with the use of 3d software hmm. yeah totally they just put a lot of effort into a lot of things that regular anime doesn't usually do like i could see this this is the first time i've watched a 3d anime and i'm like okay you guys are actually going somewhere um, like you're accomplishing things that I guess would be harder to accomplish using a 2D style. 
and even like the show in some of the shots it does use 2d which i thought was really interesting like and my my mind and my eyes pick up on it immediately but it was yeah. like, kind of cool to still see yeah i i was gonna say like i did feel like there was quite a bit of uh like 2d animation as well in this but maybe maybe i don't have a good enough eye for this stuff i don't know I mean, definitely there, there are like certain points in the show where it'll like cut away to something going on in Lagoshi's mind or some shit and like it'll or it'll switch animation styles. Like I think it was in Haru's dream at one point. Um, and those were really cool, too, because I feel like with the amount of resources that were freed up by doing it in 3D, they had time to kind of get like a bit more experimental here and there and i thought it was like very well executed like i was i was very impressed yeah now actually um if i could uh get a bit more into this now i'm, I'm just curious because you guys know a lot more about anime and specifically um you guys work in well like sean works in video games and uh brennan's like an artist who does digital art and stuff so can you guys tell me like brennan you just mentioned that 3d is easier and it frees up resources like how how so um well i mean typically in japanese animation studios they do work a lot with like actual paper and traditional materials mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of like drawing that's required to animate like uh like a heavy sequence like where there's a lot of stuff going on like i'm not an animator myself but um, I know that like with like 3D software, it's kind of a matter of like rigging a model. Uh, so it, it like the software does a lot of the work for you essentially. So you it see. takes a lot less time to do much more complicated things as opposed to like having to draw it out completely by hand. Um, gotcha. And, yeah. and so for that, that's kind of why it would both kind of make you second guess when you hear like it's it's 3d because you worry that the animation as such takes a hit because like it, it might look a little more janky and stiff yeah because like there is like a certain deliciousness to like beautifully animated 2d stuff that's done by oh, hand yeah. yeah and like the fact that like that little je ne sais quoi is not there anymore mm -hmm. is like a little worrying sometimes also because it's you can tell that it's in 3d so it's like oh is this a new experience i don't like new things uh um but the fact of the matter is is you're able to do a lot more like ambitious shit with 3d like you're allowed to do a lot more interesting shots you can do like different cuts to convey different things like i don't know if you noticed but there's like a lot of times too uh during the show where like something would happen and people would react but we would get like reaction panels of different characters in mm -hmm. the same frame like almost like a comic or like manga kind of style right um and like you know it's just like little things like that that they're able to do now which is like very cool like it just i'm i'm a big fan of creative freedom and people being able to do stuff that is outside of like the box or the uh stuff that you're used to e even if it doesn't always work well i'm always interested in that and i like that it did work well this time so nice. dylan um because you asked this question i can tell that you haven't watched keep your hands off isaacan 
Correct. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow. Which, yeah, everybody should watch that fans. show. <laughs> Sorry. Very, but, uh, very good. Because yeah, it's funny because last that- episode we we claimed that we were sitting on four shows, but you, the truth is you guys were sitting on four and I was sitting on three. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? We'll is get that- there. 3D animation and anime tends to make things like I don't want to say easier, but like kind of easier in a way. There's more things that we that you can reuse. Like if you mm-hmm. make a walking animation for Legoshi, you can use that every single time he walks in the show. Uh, right. Whereas in a in a 2D anime, you could use that only if he's walking at that very specific angle that he walked last time. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a um, lot of time saving. Yeah, there's a lot right. of things you can do to save time. And usually, right. like, facial animations suffer in the 3D anime world, but this time it didn't seem to be the case. Like, even though this show is really good in 3D, I bet you that the Netflix version of Ghost in the Shell is going to look like shit. I can't oh, promise yeah. that, but it probably will. <laughs> Dude, that I am not looking forward to that at all. Yeah. Now, you, you're mentioning Netflix just because this is, of course, has been released on Netflix everywhere in the world except for Japan. But did Netflix actually have a hand in, in production or do you or are they just a distributor? Well, yeah, I think they had a hand in funding. They have a hand in funding a lot of anime, most of the 3D anime that I guess you see now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. And I wonder if that's, like, not a Netflix mandate, but, like, Netflix is looking at, like, anime budgets, and they're like, whoa, 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 we're not paying that much for your 2D anime, okay? Make it 3D right. and bring the cost down, like, a couple million dollars. That's I don't know if that's the case, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, no, that, honestly, you're probably onto something there. Yeah, no, that's funny that you mentioned that, because I was just thinking about the other streaming services, uh, and I was just thinking, like, oh, wow, like, yeah, Netflix kind of has done the most with anime, but I do remember that Amazon Prime did... Um, uh, Inuyashiki, which also had a lot of 3D in it. So I wonder uh, if that that's kind of like the same thing like that you were just saying, kind of just like Amazon Prime kind of probably wanting to bring the cost down uh, for the purpose right, yeah. of yeah, um, getting it done for cheaper. Anyway, that's a, that's a side story. <laughs> I feel like we're probably going to see a lot of this in the future. Like, mm-hmm. this is not going to be an anomaly for very long. Um like it feels like every streaming service is funding their own anime to some degree like i'm pretty sure uh, crunchyroll just uh, announced a bunch of new stuff that's either already here or on its way i haven't really kept up but um yeah more 3d right. in the future that makes sense sure. yeah i guess i wasn't thinking about crunchyroll and funimation because i was thinking more about like uh like the kind of general streaming services that kind of try to like do it all appeal to everyone whereas crunchyroll obviously right yeah more specific shout outs to crunchyroll still haven't sponsored us but uh we're hoping (laughs) yeah we're too small fry still it doesn't matter yeah (laughs) Yeah. wait about the 3d animation i really liked how it looked but the frame rate did fuck with me like there's a lot of these 3d animation thingies where the frame rate just fucks with me like this i don't know it seemed choppy a lot of the time I know, like, I loved Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but, like, the animation did seem choppy to me a lot of the time. I guess because they animate on twos where, like, almost every frame is doubled up. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, why can't we just get, like, a, like, a, I don't know, like, a 30 frame per second 3D anime or, like, 60? I know it would cost more (laughs) money, but, like, maybe not that much more money. I don't know. You could interpolate the frames. But what do you think this was being animated at? 
I don't know, probably 24. Right. Like, I feel like it would do a lot for like suspension of disbelief and just like general immersion. Cause yeah, the frame rate also did bother me here and there. I was kind of like, ah, I wish they were just moving and not like janking all over the place. But you know, you kind of like with the strength of the story and the narrative and how invested I was watching this whole thing. I like, I kind of wasn't paying attention like beyond like the first couple episodes yeah i I mean i i did notice like a bit of the the choppiness as well but i will say like not only with um like story or whatever did this win me over um like or you were like you said you were able to see past like the jankiness but i would say um that like the cinematography was really good like a lot of these things like the color palette uh was pretty excellent and um a lot of kind of just like the composition of shots uh was really 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 excellent and like there were a lot of times where i just kind of paused it and i was like looking at these frames and i was thinking like these are incredible like they look just great yeah yeah. dude the uh the series starts with one of my favorite things of all time which is an entire scene where everyone is outlined in a color that's not black hey And nice. just to remind the viewers or the listeners to this podcast, the, there's like the the alpaca dude or whatever he is that gets killed and at the very beginning who's outlined in blue because he's running through like a dark auditorium where everything's black. It's cool. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's a very good look. Yeah. And if you don't know that Sean likes that, then you need to go back and listen to our episode on uh, Mob Cycle 100 season one. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. where he first uh, he first states his love for this. Yeah, it anyway. all originates to the Digimon movie. But yeah, anyway. Uh, how did you guys feel about the sort of design of the characters in this? Like, did you find that there was a significant barrier because they weren't human? Um, No, but like, because I mentioned like BoJack Horseman is like one of my favorite shows. So I was kind of down pretty instantly. Uh, I think... Yeah, so like it, it kind of didn't like really uh, affect me in any way, and I I really liked uh, the way the characters uh, were designed. One thing I'll say, I I loved how they um, preserved um, the difference uh, in size between between the different characters. Like Haru is oh, yeah. so much smaller than Legoshi. I really like that. And and at different times, even, you know, sometimes they just kind of, to set the scene, you see other characters or you see, um, uh, you see like kind of like panning shots where there's different characters. And like some of them are just like tiny. Like if you're a mouse in this show, you are right. a mouse, you know, like you are <laughs> yeah. that much smaller. So like, I thought they that need a separate a, door kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like I thought that was really cool. Like, for example, in like something like Bojack Horseman, like that really doesn't happen. So it was really interesting to see uh, a show really, really play up uh, that and kind of uh, stay true to those kind of size differences that you would find um, between uh, different different animals. Yeah, man. Like, I also watch a lot of BoJack Horseman. I've seen every episode more than once. And yeah, it's it's awesome. So kind of watching this show didn't, like, affect me at all. Also, I'm like Googling Lola Bunny every other week. So like, I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is a, 
ushered in a new era of of spiritual awakening for Sean. This is a safe space. The Sean Chumps are a safe space, and uh, you know, we support Sean, and we support our viewers in anything that they are interested in. Yeah, reach out and find yourself, baby. Anything you're interested in. <laughs> Somebody quote Shit. Dylan on that. <laughs> now that we're on the subject, how do you guys feel about the anatomy decisions that were made? Because holy shit, those were decisions that were made. Human hands, that was a choice. Human feet, that was a choice. Human genitalia, maybe, that was probably also a choice. Uh, you know, I think all the right decisions were made, Brandon. <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking about how terrifying cats looked. And uh, right, I wasn't yeah. scared at all, bro. They nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, we nailed it. Not, 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 not cats. <laughs> yeah. We didn't see human genitalia in this, right? I didn't miss that. No, 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 no. But Don't they were uh, suggested, I guess. Oh, baby, were they suggested? <laughs> Right. I mean, I definitely didn't expect to see a sexually promiscuous bunny, like, stripping down and ready to fuck by the end of the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Right, that, yeah. I was really surprised at at, uh, at how far it took it. It made a statement, dude. It just It's like, we're here. This is what we're doing. This is what you're in for. And I respect that, you know? They went for it, dude. They went for it. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Netflix, bro. Um, hard respect i i <laughs> i love that this is like advertised front and center like you open up netflix and it's like one of the first things you see and i'm like shit that's fucking sick you go yo netflix. i i wondered about that i'm like am i being targeted or is everyone seeing this because i really hope everyone's <laughs> seeing this. there's gonna be kids watching this and that's awesome oh Dude, no because it seems like it might just be like a fun anime show that you could put on but like parents don't leave the room <laughs> yeah dude for like yeah. the last the last hour of this series is just haru in the most like vulnerable position of all time i don't think i've seen that in anything yeah dude anything. it's uh <laughs> anything <laughs> oh yeah it goes God. it goes zero to hentai very fast but yeah i don't know i feel like you know like with anthropomorphized characters i feel like they generally like just in general like in the world in your in your looney tunes and such um you get like facial expressions and like things that make these more human and like more uh immediately identifiable as human but when <laughs> in that scene in the second episode when the the camera cuts away and then cuts back and then all of a sudden Haru is like almost naked. I was just I was just fucking. It's just like I got hit by lightning, dude. I'm like, what? What is this rodent? What? What is this bug eyed weird fucking creature with no human expressions uh, doing with a human body? It was so unsettling. But like, you know what? That's that's a mark of good art. This is what Brandon, art you're telling does. me that wasn't at least a little bit hot. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't look into beady little rodent eyes and, and feel any sort of intimacy, unfortunately. Is it because she reminded you of Buster Baxter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was too close to home. Gotta say. <laughs> uh, listeners, that's a character from Arthur, the children's television show Arthur. 
in case you don't know what that is? Yeah, if if you're, you know, outside of North America, you might not, but it's a great show that you that we grew up with. Yeah, Arthur will never look the same cuz it's essentially B-Star's light. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> Arthur is like Rugrats and B-Star's is like all grown up. Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. Uh, yeah. But you know what? It was I did like besides Haru, like I like Haru as a character. I I was sold on like her emotions and motivations and her trauma and things like that. It was it was very well conveyed. But like my only qualm is her face there's i feel like everyone gets like a nice expressive face every other animal does and she's stuck with these beady little eyes and this weird like not moving sort of head so it i don't know didn't really fit for me but everyone else very believable characters Hmm. right yeah i think i agree (laughs) um another thing about her character that kind of weirded me out was that uh Okay, I watched the dub because it's on Netflix. That's actually one of the pluses I like about these Netflix-made animes is that when they get brought brought here, they're like immediately dubbed. Um, I thought it was weird because the person they chose to chose to voice her is Dude. a voice actress called uh, Lara Jill Miller. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Yeah. And she like she's a very distinct voice, one of the most distinct ones in the industry. Say it, John. And she voiced Kari in Digimon Adventure. Oh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, dude, I was so excited. I I picked up on it like right away. Um, like in the first episode, I watched it and like I know this voice, and I'm like, who is this person? Yeah. So I looked it up, and I was just like, oh my god, dude! I haven't watched Digimon since I was a kid. Like I'm not like you. Like I haven't like rewatched it. So like I haven't heard <laughs> I'm this not vo- like you. Okay? <laughs> no, but like I haven't heard this voice in like. 20 years but like i still remembered it and very distinct yeah it's like very distinct and i was like uh and like i honestly think because you were talking about the beady eyes and i was about to ask you brennan like but what about the voice dude because like the japanese voice voice was actually very good i I didn't watch it in english right yeah okay per usual hearing kari dude voice this character was almost like it makes it made me like her more yeah. You know? Oh shit. I was oh, like, nice. dude, this is sick. I was like I was so excited it was Kari. Yeah, you know, like the the Japanese voice actress was was really good too. Um and yeah, did a good job of like selling a believable character with emotions that isn't a rodent. But yeah, I, I actually liked everyone's voice acting in this too. Lagoshi as well. Uh I feel like it's very easy to undersell like a quiet uh self-hating protagonist but uh the person who did lagoshi's voice did a very good job yeah i i liked all of the voice actors like namely i guess like the the main cast is lagoshi haru louis and juno and like all of them i i really i really liked i particularly liked uh louis oh Uh, yeah they they nailed it yeah yeah his his voice actually sounded familiar too but i didn't actually look it up so i don't know if i've heard this voice before yeah 
It, no, I don't know who voiced him, but it was a very familiar voice. So was Legoshi. Wait, did you say Louie or Legoshi? Both of them were familiar to me. Legoshi, I think, is a newer actor, so I didn't actually know him from anything. He's just really good at giving like the stereotypical <laughs> anime protagonist voice. So that's yeah. Good. Yeah, both sounded familiar to me, but I thought that uh, Louie sounded like more familiar. I was like more certain. I was like, I've heard this voice. But now I'm looking this guy up, and I don't think it's it's him that I've heard because he's younger than us. So, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, born in 1997, so I feel like it's not something from like childhood or like even recently. Maybe. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, I like the voice uh, cast quite a bit. I guess I'm curious now. I guess what the the Japanese one sounded like Brandon. Did you feel like strongly about like the whole cast? Yeah, I thought everyone. Yeah, like especially the main people did like a very good job, and I feel like they would have had to work extra hard to kind of sell me on this world because it is a whole different world that they set up, and you know you've got to you've got to make like some kind of human connection there, and they did a great job. Everyone seemed uh very distinct and like they had uh like purpose to each of their characters and i really like that yeah all my notes on the show basically are just like plot points of what happened there aren't too many notes about like i don't know weird topics or themes we could talk about but Mm -hmm. like is the show about like ethnicity or is it trying to be it does have undertones like that like kind of like king kong does yeah, like I mean, yeah, totally. Like, I mean, I was I was thinking about that as well. <clears throat> and I thought a bit about, um, like, I wondered kind of a bit about ethnicity. And then I also kind of thought, of, well, definitely, uh, like, the different experiences between um, whatever uh, gender, like, you might identify with. Um, just, like, it's clear kind of, like, I don't know. I mean, initially we see that Haru is a bit bullied and it's because like people think that like she's a slut, but like then we kind of get more insight into her talking about like how sex empowers her. And like, it's like the only time that she feels equal because she knows that like these like dudes can like kill her. Cause there's like so much stronger than her physically. And so like, that was a really interesting thing to kind of hear a bit about like what it is from her perspective. And I, I imagine like, I mean, that's kind of, how like some women might feel like in, in, in society in terms of like knowing that like these men, like men are physically stronger and like, it doesn't matter what you like do, like they could like harm you in a way. Um, so like, I thought that that was really interesting to get Haru's perspective on that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It made me think more about like society. Um, and then, yeah, like in terms of race, I think, I think there is like a bit of that too, because it is very much like people assume certain things about you when you're a certain animal. And like, if you don't like Lego, she is a wolf. So they think he has to act a certain way. And so he's a subversion by acting like different than like people think wolves should act. Right. Yeah. Um, I also really, yeah, I love that. Like all of that stuff that you just brought up, it was, it was excellent and it was very well done. Um, through like very believable inner monologues and things like that when you get to you know see what they're feeling and thinking because I did think yeah it's an excellent 
parallel to like real life and how people kind of struggle with identity and like uh, like a sense of self and who they are and who they should be and sort of feeling bad for thinking a certain way or like feeling a certain way or like not feeling like they're natural or acceptable by societal standards and i don't know like i felt it was like very relatable like even like it doesn't matter like who you are really you must have had some sort of like existential uh talk with yourself at some point in your life where you're like hey who am i like what is my like what is how do people see me what do people think of me like that's something that like everybody thinks about and like seeing the way they tackle that in the show was like not only like it was very real and very accurate like they didn't sort of water it down or make it hokey or like generic like they really got into like the deeper darker uglier side of things like you know just like even like 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 fear like violent tendencies like stuff that like people aren't usually like comfortable with tackling in more like mainstream media like i thought they did a very good job of sort of bringing that up to the surface and being like hey we all kind of like battle and wrestle with these things internally and it's it was so cool to see those different perspectives yeah that's actually another thing that you just kind of reminded me about um based on everything you just said you know it's it's a very like anime trope to kind of have your your setting be in high school um but like i don't know i think this was just like perfect like it's like it's perfect that it was set in high school because it is very much about kind of like questions of identity and um you know i like self-discovery and like high school is like a time when you you do that i feel like when you're in elementary school you're you're more like trying to conform uh and like high school is when i feel like i mean when you go through puberty and everything you like you learn more about yourself and what you like and it's like you start developing like crushes on people and uh like i don't know dude actually that's another thing like this made me remember what it was like to be in love with the girl that i was in love with in high school like (laughs) oh man i was like wow dude i remember like feeling this way exactly and uh nice and yeah i don't know it was like so weird uh just like i feel like it like the high school setting really lended itself to uh the themes that it was trying to uh to tackle here and like i mean i'm not a powerful person by any stretch of the word but like i I did identify with legoshi in a lot of ways kind of like his his uncertainty and almost like (laughs) being in love with someone that's like i don't know you're like not sure if it it would work and you're like wow we're really different (laughs) like i don't know like it was i don't know it, it, it really struck a chord with me there Right. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like if like listeners of the podcast will know that I am a big fan of uh, Evangelion and generally anime that handles like like heavy subjects like, you know, self-hatred and um, yeah, like those identity issues. Like it's so hard to do it well. And this show like really, really nailed it. Like every time Lagoshi like doubts himself and is like contemplating why he is the way he is um and like 
trying to make peace with the fact that there's things outside of his control that are just part of his nature and like at the same time he's still trying to like figure out like yeah who he should be um like in this weird animal society that we see like there's all there's overlaying or like there's overhanging tensions from like global things um that are like outside of Lagoshi himself like the state of the world like there is like a separation between like carnivores and herbivores but they do live in a society together and like him interacting with that sort of world perspective is also just like so interesting and so believable um I yeah I loved it yeah, I thought all of that was really cool. I really liked his internal monologues, like trying to figure out who he is. It was very interesting to me. What I don't really like is how the show ended and how he kind of just promises to Haru that he's going to become better for her. That kind of seemed pretty shit to me. In what way? <laughs> like, why was that shit to you? Because, like, I don't know, the message... There's, like, two messages that the show is trying to send at the end. One, the first message is that, hey, season two's coming. And they literally <laughs> say it. Yeah. The second message is, like, oh, no, yeah, instead of, like, getting better together, you're just going to force Legoshi to get better apart. Because there's nothing better that needs to get better about Haru. Like, Haru's fine. She's just waiting for Legoshi to stop becoming, like, a fucking carnivorous asshole. <laughs> it's just so kind of, saying... like, weird to me. Right. So that's interesting because, like, um, like, in terms of, like seeing myself in Legoshi or kind of just like identifying with all that stuff. It's like, you kind of like want them to end up together or whatever um, and like get better together. But in another way, the fact that um, he says he's going to get better and before they get together, I kind of like that because it was a bit of, to me, it was a bit of a subversion of expectations. Like, I expected that when he kind of left Juno and he was, like, chasing her up that staircase and then they went to that, like, beautiful view of the city, it was kind of going to end very romantically. Uh, and so for that reason, I liked that it didn't end that way because she was, like, there was actually, like, a shot where she was raising her hand to go grab his. And then he says, like, he's going to get better for her. And then so she lowers her hand. Right. So right. I I I I quite liked uh, that they uh, that they didn't um, get together in the end. Um, though I, I will say one thing that was kind of funny is in the first episode, this really builds up to be like it makes it seem like this is going to be a murder mystery, and then it's not a murder <laughs> mystery for like uh, eleven and a half episodes, and then right yeah. at the end they're like, hey, by the way, this is still a murder mystery. <laughs> Uh, so, like, I don't know how I felt about that. Yeah, I thought, like, I was like, oh, maybe you should have strung that along throughout this season, like, teased more things, because that was kind of dumb, that, like, post credit scene. Right, yeah, like, I completely forgot that this had any kind of murder mystery at all. I forgot about that alpaca, like, two episodes in, like, it was it was just gone, and I was like, oh, right, that's still a hanging plot thread. But, um, Sean, I, I kind of, like, I see, I definitely see where you're coming from with how you feel on the ending. And I, and I think I agree. Um, the thing I did like about it, though, like, the whole 
Haru Lagoshi situation coming to like somewhat of a resolution was like the moment where he decides to go rescue her from the the Yakuza um when he's fighting like the big boss guy he kind of realizes like he comes to terms with himself in an interesting way I thought where it's like this whole time he's been fighting his like animal instinct and his like um sort of predatory like habits and I mean that literally like him wanting to eat her and other herbivores like he's been struggling with the fact that he has this in him inherently but like what I like is that he realizes that he wants to use that to protect the people who don't have that like okay Haru's got like no fangs and claws and can't fight and she's constantly scared in this world where she's always at risk of dying uh but he wants to be like of service to her in that way uh and i found it interesting like i i don't necessarily like the idea that um without lagoshi like haru's completely useless or like she's weak and could die at any minute like i'm not uh, a huge fan of the idea that like anyone needs anyone to survive uh, but I did like the turnaround that Lagoshi had with himself being like oh this is like a vicious violent part of me but I'm gonna use it in an act of devotion to someone I care about rather than have it as like something that tortures myself uh you know um what you said about um haru just now like i i think i mean i like the treatment uh with her there like about how she could like die at any time because like it's not it's not pretty but it's true right like she is a rabbit and so like i mean the animal kingdom isn't isn't pretty and so like, right, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have liked if like she was just like able to fight or something but it was really cool in that yeah, like I liked the way that I don't know she also kind of accepts herself for what her life is and like she found she finds other ways to like empower her like she's like bullied but it doesn't like I mean I think it like bugs her to some extent but like she's also like quite okay with everything like she's like okay with who she is and she seems like a really like confident person yeah and yeah, so she's like, strong I don't know, for Haru, sure yeah haru read like as she she reads as the person who knows themselves the most uh in 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 the show like she seems to be the most secure like she seems less on a track of self-discovery than 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 louie is uh than lego she is and even uh what's her name juno to a certain extent right yeah um, but yeah, an- another thing, uh, just to go back to like the fact that they didn't end up together and he needs to work on himself. Um, I like that also because I, or I'm going to say like, I liked that the show wasn't too warm and fuzzy because like, you know, I mean like two episodes previously, like L- Lego, she is fighting that, that line outside the, 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 like the mob headquarters. And he says like, Haru is my prey and then then he like stops himself and he's like my prey like what am I saying right so it's right, like it's yeah. clear that there is like a long way to go and it's not 
simple enough for Lego Shade to just be like, oh, like, I love you and I'm just going to, like, be better. Like, it's clear that there's, like, some deep-seated kind of, I mean, literally animalistic characteristics that he just kind of needs time to address um, and change. Now, that being said, given that there's going to be a second season, I guess it's like kind of inevitable that Legoshi and Haru are going to be together. And so I do wonder about the payoff there. Like, I'm not sure what we can see Legoshi do that would make it feel as good, like them being together, as it would have, like at the end of this season. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, while I don't like the message at the end um necessarily uh it's just like it's weird to like undercut everything by like just saying season two starts right now right like, now <laughs> yeah it's just like it was very silly to me and also like how the teaser for the second season is just like an old character i guess walking up to legoshi in the hallway of the school and like it could be it could be the deer dude it could be for all we know, the dead guy who died in in episode one, who knows? But Legoshi is like very chill about it. He's like, "Oh, it's you." Like, what? If it was any of the interesting people than we thought it would be, he would be more excited about who he saw. I don't know. It's just right. Like, yeah, that was pretty lame. There's a lot of anime out there that are like ten out of ten amazing shows that only get a twelve episode run. I don't know why the show thinks that I need to see another 12 episodes of what I saw. That's going to like yeah. change my mind. About, like, <laughs> like everything I just saw, I think they had a really good place to wrap it up and they chose not to do it. And then they chose to undercut themselves. Like okay. that being said, the show's really good. Yeah, no, no, I, I do yeah. 100% agree with all that. Like, that's why I was a bit like nervous. Um, but I mean, it's worth noting that um, like, this is a manga and um, like it is way far further ahead in the manga so like i mean i think the story has been written right like there's a lot more here right yeah, yeah of course yeah so it's not even it's so it's not even like a necessarily like a choice like unless the anime just like chose to completely do their own thing like i guess if they're going to tell the story then they gotta keep going right i see what you're saying but like um like dozens of anime every season do this exact same thing where the manga have been going on for like three five years and then like the show only has a 12 episode run like Isaacin, i'm pretty sure that manga is still running but it's only a 12 episode show right but does it does it tell the full story or does it just kind of adapt and end where it thinks i don't know I'm, anything so like I'm, i might I'm be actually wrong asking. but i think uh the show is was further along than the an or than the manga I th for Isaacin. I think there's oh shit really yeah I think there's much less Isaacin manga than there is uh, the TV show because when I finished it I did go to check out uh, the manga and see like if there were any differences and there wasn't that much manga. Um, okay, that's interesting. But I yeah. mean, like, I could be wrong. Yeah. So according um, to. Um to wikipedia um like th th this story takes place from like volume one to halfway through volume six and in japan i think they already have up to like 18 volumes so oh, like, shit. there's a lot there's a lot yeah like that's what that's what I'm, I'm i'm getting at so like i don't know uh what the plan is there i know um 
like this is immensely popular uh both in north america and japan so i feel like it would be unwise of them to not capitalize on that and uh at least make this series as long as the manga is going uh even if they do decide to adapt it in a different way to a certain degree um so yeah like i wasn't surprised that the end was kind of a season two push but yeah i was not necessarily satisfied with any of that either but overall the show's amazing yeah um sean sorry can you say more about like like not liking the ending like you didn't like the message that like they have to be apart like that he has to work on himself on his own like is is that like the the major thing like obviously the season two kind of like push was is kind of lame yeah the season Um, two thing was very dumb yeah but like i mean just like (laughs) i'm curious just like i don't know like i'm wondering if i convinced you at all (laughs) Uh, yeah, you did convince me a bit, but... Like, you like, don't have to say yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you did. You made me think that it's a bit better than I thought it was, but, like, I don't need them to get together. I don't need endings to be happy. I just didn't like the message that they were sending to, like, the viewer. Like, there's some lonely guy out there in high school, or a lonely girl, I guess it doesn't really matter in this mm-hmm. scenario, who's, like, who has a crush, and they're, like, they're, they think their crush is perfect, and the show is telling them that they need to, like, make themselves better but what if they don't dude people in real life don't want to feast on other people you know i'm like trying to i'm trying to like like relate what the show is trying to say to like to relationships in real life because you know that's when it becomes interesting like i don't necessarily care that a wolf wants to eat a rabbit but like if that's like a metaphor for something that like i might do in my real life then i'm gonna care and right i guess maybe i didn't see it at the end yeah okay right yeah. yeah, I get you. Now, I think I might have liked the end of the season more if there was just, like, straight up another murder. Like, not this, like, <laughs> tease of, like, oh, it's you. Like, why don't, we're late for for practice or whatever. Like, I mean, I think that it, it was weird that the murder mystery didn't really continue at all. But if there was, like, a tease maybe, like, halfway through and then, like, at the end like a character that we like or like somewhat know gets killed while Legoshi and Haru are talking on the hill. Like that would have been more interesting to me. Um, yeah. It would have yeah, been a I, better pull for sure. Yeah. Right. But just, like, like this, this world seems very concerned with people dying, but it also doesn't care at all. It's like, right. Oh my God, <laughs> the people who can eat us are around all the time. But then when one of them actually gets eaten, like people barely care. You see somebody dropping off flowers during one scene, but then like, that's about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems that the only people who care about Tem after Tem dies is Legoshi and Louie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even then, like Louie doesn't even like know that Legoshi knows <laughs> that he cares. It's very <laughs> interesting. It's, it's a very private thing. I feel like the existence of the black market as a whole where like I mean if we were like directly transposing this on top of like human society it would be like really fucked up. I feel like they didn't take the <laughs> the seriousness of like you know bodies being secretly exported from like funeral homes and shit Yo, and oh like crime God. scenes to a fucking market where there's just like normal ass people just hanging out and eating what like 
are basically other people in this world like that was taken very lightly like even even louis like was just like oh yeah you guys better not go to the night market like it's like a fucking strip club or something dude there's just like normal ass uh like carnivores that are like dressed as like just people you'd see on the street like wearing hoodies and t-shirts and shit just having a snack on like a little kebab or whatever but like buddy that kebab used to be someone's grandma yeah it's it was such a weird message because this market isn't underground it's not like hidden away or anything it's just like i don't know there's an alleyway beside it and the sketchiest part about this whole thing is that there's a panda with like a fucking crossbow guarding it (laughs) like he's the sketchy part even though he's pretending to like be guarding stuff the market itself seemed like chill as fuck there's like families hanging out and like people with fucking arms over each other's shoulders and shit (laughs) yo guys i gotta be honest i liked it um now that that is to say, I do one hundred percent agree that I think it should have been treated a little more seriously. But I think it should have been treated seriously by the herbivores. I liked that it was kind of more chill for the carnivores because it really speaks to society. And that's one thing that I think, like this black market, can't really mirror regular society because it is an in, like an inherent difference between like our world like humans don't eat humans i mean for the most part like maybe like 0.01% of the population of the human population eats other humans but like this is like weird where like kind of everyone all these different creatures have sentience so it's like interesting to think about what a society would look like where different um species had sentience and yet their their um their what's the word their instincts kind of are like tell them that they should be eating one another and how they kind of rise above that so i i I liked that there was a black market right Um, i mean i don't take issue with the fact that there's a black market because it's a cool idea it's just like they could have sold it better like this was like a brightly lit like christmas market type shit i know like they could have had it be a warehouse by the pier they could have had it be like a dark back alley or just like an underground place um make it more sketchy yeah, yeah, I think and- it should have been a little more sketchy. I agree. But I do like that, like, the carnivores in there were, like, chilling and having their arms around each other. Because, like, I like that it says that for some people in in this world, some of these creatures in this world, it is just, like, a fact of life. Like, some of these people just believe it to be, like, necessary and justified. They're like, yeah, well, like, I'm uh, a tiger. And, like, yeah, why I, I need to eat these things. So like I will. Right. Well, like, in that you know, case, so, like, I, I would have like liked to see treatment. it be represented by like um like the red light district in Amsterdam. Right. Like, that <laughs> yeah. would be cool. They're yeah. like walking down strips of the road, and there's like like enticing things in the windows and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah less family agree. friendly. Like, I think it could have been treated slightly different, but I did like it as this kind of like necessary evil. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, also. I guess we should talk about the panda a little bit. He's probably one of the coolest characters. Like, just one of those characters who has, like, no flaws. He's just there to be a badass (laughs) cool guy. He's, like, handing kids porno megs and shit. He just has a rabbit porno meg. Yes, for for research purposes only. For rehabilitation reasons. Yo, I like that he helped kill all the lions. And then while Legoshi was fighting the big boss, he just decided to leave. And he just, like, left a note saying, good luck. (laughs) What? Why don't you <laughs> yeah. go help him? What if he doesn't beat the boss? You know what? <laughs> I liked about? how chaotic 
uh the panda was like i think that fit very well like he would just dip halfway through the fight and be like all right you got it from here oh man yeah yeah i, did like I don't know kind of weird. but i thought that that was really silly oh man yeah, like, uh, you just have to contextualize it with your mind. Like, I guess this cool panda man would think, like, oh, Legoshi's gonna get it, and if he dies, like, I guess he didn't deserve the girl he wants to fuck. Like, right. That's the mentality you need to have. Yeah. Um. Also, what did you guys think about the fact that, like, as soon as Legoshi rescues Haru from this, like, fucked up situation... Like, the next thing they do is go to, like, a love hotel and then try to fuck. And Haru's kind of down for that. Did you guys, like, how'd you feel about that? Because, like, I- I'm not sure I like that and I didn't think it would be, like, very realistic. Like, I don't think anyone who was in that situation would want to be, like, intimate with anybody after that. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's, like, some weird, I don't know, like victim storyline shit it's like she takes power in her life by like having sex with people and that's how she feels like equal to or greater than them or whatever and then like somebody kidnaps her and tries to have sex with her but then she like escapes with lego she and then she tries to have sex with him it's like it's just a weird like this is all i know how to do somebody tried to do this to me and now i am doing it to you and it's like it's like all you know like your life just feeds into the same thing you know i think i don't right. know yeah um you know like i mean kind of when i look back on this series i was thinking like yeah like i i love this and i still do but you did remind me that that is kind of like a huge problem that i had with this um and for for, for actually for a couple reasons because like also plot wise it feels a little rushed and that's because um in the um in the scene when after she's been kidnapped and she uh is like writing her will mentally while being like kind of tormented by the the king right she's like she's writing her will and like she mentions like the regret of not telling her crush how she truly feels and the crush is louis right and and it's right. clear before that point that she really it seems that like she really like loves louis but she does have kind of some like confusing feelings for Legoshi as well. So I think I kind of had a problem with the fact that Legoshi saves her and then all of a sudden she's just like all in um, yeah. for him because like it didn't really compute, like it didn't really add up because like I think she should still have feelings for Louis. And like, I mean, sure, like of course there is like almost like a... Um, like a switch that might kind of like flick in your brain when you see like someone like, I mean, cause Louie didn't really appreciate her that much or he didn't really show it. Whereas obviously Lego, she does. And like that, that certainly means something. And like she, cause she did have feelings for him before, but like seeing like all he was willing to go through, like that is like a pretty pure expression of love. So like maybe something changed, but it like, it did, it felt like it was too easy Right, um, but in, she in, also like, had the heart. vision. She had the vision of Lego. She like saving her before she got saved. I don't know. Like, I guess in that moment, she realized, like, oh, who would come for me right now? Who would save me? That's true. Oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah. And then he did. I don't know. Right. Yeah. No, that's yeah. true. But it's just like interesting that, like, still, like, I don't know, like ten minutes before there was like, or however long it was before, like there was, she was still like thinking about Louis. Um. 
yeah. And then, yeah, like, mm. and then also on top of that, I, I, I did have kind of like, it, it felt a little wrong that, you know, she goes through this traumatic experience and then they go to like a love hotel and, uh, and like, you know, she's kind of like down, but like in the end it was kind of, it was cool that like they decided like not to do anything because like they were both kind of at odds with their animal instincts. Like, cause like she right. was like, almost like trying to get in his mouth and like, I think both of them almost realized that there was something to overcome there. And like, this is strange. So we, we yeah. shouldn't move forward uh, with it yet. Um, yeah, yeah. I like that. It, it ended on that note. And also, yeah, what Sean said do, does make sense where it's like, Oh, like this is the only thing that she knows. And like, I guess when she's in a position uh, where the power has been taken away from her, she wants to take it back again, kind of thing. Maybe, mm-hmm. or like maybe that was the logic behind it. But yeah, yeah. Also, the show is like handling like all this weird, not weird, but like all this subject matter that other shows don't usually handle. And so, like, they're bound to fuck something up, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, overall, for sure. it's still yeah good. Actually, guys, we really haven't talked much about Louis. So, like, I mean. I feel like we should like wrap up soon, but maybe that's something we can we can talk a little bit about because like Louis is an incredibly interesting character. Yeah, he was a meat baby. <laughs> yeah, that too, actually. Um, but I just like just like in general, like the idea of him like being prey, but then kind of like him like making himself stronger and kind of trying to build himself up so that he doesn't need to feel like a herbivore. Like he wants to feel on the same level. And yet he does clearly have, like, a complex. Right, um, yeah. I yeah. I loved that character. Louis was fantastic. And, like, definitely his motivations were one of the biggest sells of the show. Yeah, because he's constantly at odds with himself. He's trying to put on this facade, but, like, maybe it isn't a facade at all, but, like it's his personality is born from necessity. Like he's seen so much fucked up shit, uh, like as a child and those formative experiences like made him into this like creature that exists on sheer willpower. And that's so cool. Um, and it's also so cool to see the shortcomings that come with that. Like his obsessiveness with perfection and like wanting to be a B star, by the way, what the fuck is a B star even? Uh, is it, are you the president? Are you the prime minister? Are you, uh, the head of the school? I don't know. You're like the princess Diana of your school. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) But like, regardless, it's like, it's so cool to see like the weak points also that come with that. Um, also, the fact that at the end, like the last we see of him, he kind of goes off the fucking rails. He blows a lion's brains out. Um, and it's it's cool to see like the opposite ends of his extreme reactions. Like in order to become a B-star, he was almost willing to let like to put his ideals aside and let um like the seedy underground of this world get away with kidnapping and killing someone he loves um for the sake of the greater good but then like he does a complete 180 and like swings hard in the other direction and kind of says you know what fuck everything i'm just going to go on a rampage and he shows up and does the unthinkable which i thought was like amazing amazing 
it's it's cool but the lead up to it was kind of lackluster i would have seen like to see like a change in his mind or something that makes him go to that right, building he just and, kind of appears yeah he's just like out of nowhere like oh i i caught up to you guys and also i knew where like haru was and uh, and also like, i took like a back entrance and that's why you didn't see me you didn't yeah. pass me on the bridge into the house like like, <laughs> like actually shit guys i could have helped you five minutes ago but i was too afraid and i was in the closet so i just let you walk out without knowing that i was here the whole time and he just pops right. out and shoots a guy in the head or whatever yeah yeah it is a bit of a like out of nowhere kind of thing but you know what like for for the shock value alone to see him like kill someone it's like wow okay fine yeah i'm, I'm like down with you just appearing no yeah i know yeah. yeah yeah true that was cool now what do you guys think happened to him at the end because like i'm i was a bit confused i'm like did he like just like let himself die or did he kill them too because he has the gun and they have two guns on him and then he says like oh like my meat is like very like tender or whatever and i was like i wasn't sure if he was like there to die or if he was gonna kill them too and also like could he kill them both because like they both had guns on him? Right. Um, yeah, he's probably just captured or something. I don't think a show like this or almost any show would kill a character off screen. <laughs> right. Um, oh, what okay, I'd really captured. like is yeah. What I'd really like is for in the second season, maybe like Legoshi and the the tiger guy, and maybe even Haru, and like she's got a crossbow or something. Like go save um, <laughs> save Louis. And Louis like got his horns fucking sawed off and like one of his arms is gone. He's like being eaten like at the black market, like <laughs> oh, not alive. No. It's just like they cut off a piece of him and sell it on the black market that night. That'd be some interesting shit to happen. None of this will happen, by the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <of it. laughs> what I what I feel is like most likely going to happen is he's going to come back and be completely fine and no one's going to know what went down and Lagoshi and Haru will have no idea that he saved their lives but he's just going to be more fucked up and we're just going to see him descend into being more fucked up because now he's killed people and he probably killed those two other lions too. I think the second season, sorry to anybody who's read the manga knows everything already. We're just speculating right now, I guess. The second season will probably be like, if we're right, (laughs) it'll probably be Louis like showing up out of the blue, like taking the fucking leaves out of his hair because he just got his ass kicked or something. Um, and it'll be like a season of him realizing that him and Legoshi are closer together than he even thought before because he's like, oh my god, Legoshi is a fucking scum of the earth bitch and he's never taken a life, but I have. Oh my god, I'm like a demon. I'm savage. Maybe. That yeah, would be interesting, like, though. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see... Uh, Louis flex on Legoshi that he's more of a carnivore than he ever will be. Right. I like the subversion of expectations, like how Louis is so strong. And like I, I, I like that. Like yeah. Everyone else. Like, yeah. Generally his character though in the show reminded me of like any slave master in like a like twelve years a slave or something, or like the head <laughs> of the household in like Handmaid's Tale. Like he's this guy who has all the power. And is like willing to sometimes be extremely nice to people like Legoshi, but then like snap at them and call them like scum of the earth, like dumb pieces of shit and stuff. And you're like, wow, this character is a huge asshole. And so you go like back and forth thinking if they're like really cool or really bad. And then I guess at the end, they always die or something like that. So I look forward to that in season three. Yeah. What's that like Japanese word for like 
characters when they like all they they're like cold at first, but then all they want is love or something. Cindere. Yeah. <laughs> that word <laughs> yeah think? it is like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh I knew man Brennan would know louis for best girl yeah he's yeah. sundere and uh haru is the opposite of that what do you call that i don't know uh and what's the opposite they always want love but they're not good yeah it's like pants off first ask questions later oh no <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's what happened in the show right Okay. Uh, there's a moment in uh, I think it's episode three. It's the very beginning, the start of the episode, where two guys are just like sitting on a bench, like probably eating lunch or something, and they slowly both realize that they're both having sex with Haru. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like very that song funny. "Same Girl" by Usher and someone else. <laughs> yeah. Whatever guy. Yeah. I think you know yeah, that song, right? Funny. Like, I feel like we both referenced that song before. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know anyway. who the other guy is. Yeah. Shoutouts to Usher um yeah actually okay yeah, now that we're talking about just like weird like funny moments it's funny that um oh that's actually i mean we've we've definitely said this in in other words but like they've crafted a really interesting uh world here and one of the things that i thought was really cool was that i think in the third episode um we 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 see that each of the animals, they kind of need to spend some time in like their natural habitat and they go into this. Like, oh, room. yeah. So like there's yeah. like a scene where uh, Legoshi and all the other wolves are hanging out in this dark room and they have like a like a replica moon. Uh, and there's right. Like, polar yeah, bears that there, was like, so cool. Cold. So like that was really interesting. It's really cool the way they kind of like flushed out the world uh, there and like they kind of gave thought to like different things like that. That was a really cool little thing to see. Um, but yeah, so what I was going to say is like in that scene, there's one point where Legoshi like looks up at the moon and he's remembering Haru and like clips from like the previous episode or like scenes are like playing in the moon. And one of the scenes is when Haru is like down on her knees, like <laughs> taking off his pants. And I was like, it's really funny that this is like a deep moment where he's thinking and like that's <laughs> yeah. the shot. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's pretty man. true to life, is it not? Yeah, hey, been there. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's that's really funny. Um, but also, yeah, like I like how they fleshed out the world. Um, and I like how they they like incorporated um little aspects here and there that you wouldn't even ex- like expect. Like when Lagoshi's talking to Juno, um, he's talking about like something they learned in biology class, where he's like, "Oh yeah, if you." like have physical contact with someone else of your species it reduces anxiety so you can feel free to hold my tail anytime you want like right. stuff like that was really good and really funny yeah yeah you know that that speaking of juno that kind of like reminded me because like i said i like i saw myself in legacy uh, at certain points and then i i wondered to myself toward the end like hey maybe i think i'm legacy but i'm actually like juno <laughs> uh yeah because she wants to get the guy and like she has like literally no luck yeah i think i'm like lego she but i'm actually like (laughs) louie brennan is very haru oh my god (laughs) oh my god i just want i just wanted to say that each other (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah i just wanted to say that (laughs) that's very funny okay let me look at my notes and see if there's anything else i want to say about this show hmm (laughs) okay um 
So yeah, I feel like we'll probably like wrap up the show soon, but I guess we never touched on um, uh, characters drinking the blood of other characters to like dope up before they do something crazy. Oh yeah, that was pretty wild. Like that's weird. I don't think yeah. that has like a real life uh, <laughs> like relation. Equivalent? Like, an, like not really. It's like, yeah. I don't know, maybe like you just stick it, like sticking yourself with a shot of adrenaline or something, but like, I don't know, man. That's, yeah, yeah like, that's very interesting. Maybe it was it's like, like eating an energy bar, you know? No, 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 because this is like society on. I think it's like, it's like in an episode of the OC, you find out somebody's doing coke or something, and you're like, whoa, right. you do coke, but you need to make it to math class in five minutes. Exactly. Yeah, that is right. exactly it. So yeah, some weird So, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? That is a pretty well-executed equivalent of, like, drugs in a high school show. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. I guess the other thing I want to bring up is that I think in episode 7, Legoshi sees um, Louie pat Haru on the head. Kind of like she's a pet or something. But then that's when he gets extremely angry and he knows that he's in love. <laughs> oh. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that actually reminds me because he sees that from the top of a dinosaur. But yeah, that's like, um, that's right. very yes. funny and very interesting uh, that that's the moment that it all clicks and he smashes those paints in his hands. Yeah, um, that was a cool shot. Yeah, for sure. Good colors. Uh, the other thing that I found uh very funny in the lore is that they kind of worship dinosaurs or like they see dinosaurs as these like revered ancestors um and then that made me wonder if dinosaurs also talked in this world and then that made me wonder is this like a direct sequel to the land before time is this canon oh my god oh god i hope so that's fucked (laughs) um yeah, there was it was there was an interesting scene where the mayor says that he got all his teeth replaced or his fangs replaced so that people don't take him like like don't think that he's intimidating. That was interesting. Yeah, that's commitment to the bit. Yeah, it's like uh yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if anyone's got like any politician has ever got like plastic surgery to make themselves look more likable. I'm sure it's happened. Definitely a Trump thing. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and when Kanye West becomes president, he's already had plastic surgery. So yeah, tick that box. Through the wire, baby. Yeah, that was like needed, though. But yeah, sorry, I was talking with the lipo section. But yeah, right. you guys want to do okay. with it? Yeah, I was initially thinking lipo section too, but then yeah, through the wire. Nice. Shoutouts to Kanye, twenty twenty four. Yeah, uh, I guess the last two things I want to bring up is that it's kind of sad when Lego She's Beetle dies and how like people don't even notice for like a couple days it sucks also how quickly does it take a beetle to die <laughs> they survive a couple days without food i don't know um but also, that's really funny yeah yeah beetles uh, aren't sized up in this show so that's interesting yeah what the fuck's up with that? maybe it's an insect thing like insects don't get to be big i don't know dude uh, certain beetles are pretty fucking big it's kind of like an arthur how pal is, is a dog so Anyway. Oh yeah, or like Mickey Mouse has a dog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a very oh, interesting. God. Uh also yeah, the scene where Legoshi fights that like mob boss uh 
is such a sick action scene. Like it's very it cool. Like, yeah, it's got like the the violence of Logan or something. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that's that's true. He's got like just an undershirt on. He's like covered in blood. He's got his claws out. Yeah, this is like yeah, the Teen Wolverine movie we've been waiting for. Oh my god. <laughs> I wonder what an actual Wolverine in this universe would look like. Wait, actually, sorry guys. There's there's one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, um, in the last episode, because uh, at the end of episode 11 is kind of like when Legoshi and Haru start their kind of like sexual encounter. Uh, and then, and then it's awkward because then I think like she like tries to get in his mouth and like, that's kind of how the episode ends. And then episode 12 right. ends or starts with a series of different cards, um, like text. And, uh, one of them is, uh, loving each other is a terrible mistake. So that is something to think about. And on that note, we can end the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the same message or the opposite message of Evangelion? Um, uh, I don't, it's, it's the opposite technically because yeah, the, the, there's the hedgehogs dilemma, which is essentially that. Uh, it's hard for people to get close to each other, but they should anyways, I think, is the underlying message at the end of the day. Right. It's hard for people to get close to each other because, as we know, hedgehogs all run fast. And so they can make <laughs> the same space together. They gotta. And they're pokey. <laughs> okay. All right. We have been the Shonen Chumps. We still are the Shonen Chumps. And we will always be the Shonen Chumps. As always, uh, we love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at shonenchumps at gmail.com or tweet at us at shonenchumps. Emailing us is actually how we found out about the show. Or, I mean, we probably knew about it already, but like, this is how we, we got emailed us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, our great fan, Sophie, uh, emailed us about this. And uh, yeah, I mean, let us know how you're. Uh your pandemic social distancing is going uh we're still remotely recording because we are distancing our uh ourselves from each other so uh yeah let us know how it's going and let us know uh what you want us to watch because maybe we'll do it i don't know i don't know depends how long this thing goes on for hell yeah sayonara see you space cowboy bye (laughs) 